welcome back to Buckeyes in Maryland. As always, I'm your host, Mac. And with that being said, let's go ahead and jump right in. I have a couple of topics I wanted to talk about. And to be honest, this is probably going to be a quick episode. But there's just so much breaking news that I wanted to speak on it. First, Steve Nash signed a four-year contract to become the next head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Wow. That right there was a bombshell, ladies and gentlemen. That was a bomb coming out of nowhere. Who could have suspected that they would have signed a former player with no head coaching experience? I mean, that's not to say that this can't and won't turn out successful, but, man, this came from out of left field. Steve Nash no doubt is a Hall of Famer and was an incredibly fun basketball player to watch. He, you know, is, in my opinion, one of the top five point guards of all time. Uh, He's an eight-time All-Star. First career, he averaged 14.3 points, three rebounds, eight and a half assists, uh, all with Phoenix, Dallas, and Los Angeles, the Lakers. Uh, he did play 18 seasons, which, man, uh, a lot of guys would be lucky to touch that amount. Some, you know, you could grab a handful of guys who cumulatively probably wouldn't reach 18 seasons. Uh, so that just goes to show, you know, how how he was able to have staying power. Uh, his best season he averaged, you know, arguably his best seasons he averaged 18.6 points to go with 11.6 assists. And that was during his MVP 2006-2007 season. So he definitely was a Hall of Fame player. But what's he going to be like as a coach? I think everybody's wondering that. I mean, like I said, it's not unprecedented for, you know, a guy with no head coaching experience whatsoever to get a job. But, man, nobody would have suspected that he was a leading candidate. I don't even think news of his interview made it out so this this really came from out of left field so after everything we heard coming out of brooklyn about maybe jock vaughn retaining his job because i think he you know he did a pretty much job with what he was given considering you know injuries and you know no kevin durant barely any kyrie irving during the season so i thought he had a shot at retain, uh, retaining his job but you know this just goes to show you, you never really know what's going to happen in the NBA in regards to coaching. You know, we had heard that Greg Popovich had been a target of the Nets, uh, considering his ties to Kevin Durant and his likability. So, you know, I honestly thought maybe that they would have tried a little bit harder to push for somebody with a little bit more experience. But... You know, this this Steve Nash trade could definitely revitalize a uh, a franchise who is on the come up. You know, they they have some talented players, and that's not even counting Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving next year being, you know, hopefully fully healthy and two huge additions to the roster. You know, Karis LeVert had a great year. Spencer Dinwiddie is pretty reliable. Jared Allen... You know, he's getting better, especially on the defensive end. 
you still have DeAndre Jordan who was signed this past season, who, you know, is still a, a really great rebounder and defender. You know, not quite what what he once was, but he's definitely still, you know, a contributor. So there, you know, that's not even mentioning Joe Harris and, you know, Tyler Johnson who signed on late during this bubble. So they're going to be loaded next season, and I would not put it past them to be a top three-seeded team in the East, maybe even number one. But, you know, it remains to be seen how well everybody's going to mesh. And to be honest, it, Steve Nash is unproven, so we'll have to tune in to see how well and how successful that that era goes. I'm, I'm rooting for him because I really did enjoy watching Steve play, but – Again, he's got no experience as a head coach. So, you know, let's let's pump the brakes before we put huge expectations on the Nets for this upcoming season. Uh, next, moving to the NFL, Leonard Fournette. You know, I spoke about this in my last episode. Leonard Fournette, you know, he had not been a contract, you know, he, uh, not been a free agent for long before he signed a contract. And, you know, unquestionably, Tampa Bay was one of the, you know, top five suitors, you know, for Fournette. They they weren't on my top five, but I know that they're an attractive destination right now, considering that they have an array of weapons and Tom Brady at quarterback. So how could you not look at that team and, you know, and not think that you might want to join them? Because they are stacked, man. They... they, (laughs) Tom Brady, LaShawn McCoy, Leonard Fournette now still have Ronald Jones. You go to the wide receivers, they have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, three exceptional tight ends in O.J. Howard, Rob Gronkowski, and Cameron Brate. So they, they, they're loaded on offense. They're not slouches on defense either. So they they have all the makings of a contender, but... I'm still not quite sold on how well Tom Brady will perform at 43 years old. So that's just my opinion. But Leonard Fournette signing with them is huge. That's just an even bigger boost. I mean, you already had McCoy. Who, you know, he's not quite what he uh, what he used to be, but he is a six-time Pro Bowler and can contribute uh, in the passing game. You know, he's always been a pretty reliable uh, catcher out of the backfield. And Ronald Jones, you know, he had a pretty decent season last year. Uh, so Fournette could definitely fit in there. And, may, you know, I think I said that he could become a change of pace back for them and not have to be the focal point of an offense, you know, with all those weapons. And that is definitely, you know, true with this with this running back by committee approach that they're going to take. So, you know, let's just look at the highlights here. You know, he rushed for 1,040 yards and nine touchdowns as a rookie. That was back in 2017. You know, the next year, 2018, pretty down year, uh, 439 rushing yards in only eight games. So, you know, he missed well over half the season. Uh, Then you go even further forward to just last season where he had, you know, kind of a bounce back year with 1,152 rushing yards and three touchdowns rushing. That could have been a little bit higher, but, I mean, he still cleared the 1,000-yard mark. And that's to go along with 76 catches for an additional 522 yards through the air. So, 
you know, he had a ba- uh, bounce back season last year. Uh, he carries a career four yard per carry average, and he's still just 25 years old. So this is a monumental pickup for Tampa Bay. Uh, and they got him cheap. I mean, just listen to this. One year, base salary of $2 million with the possibility to top out at $3.5 million based on his rushing total and play time this year. You know, that that's always, to me, kind of up in the air because this is a running back by committee. So, you know, the team will have to see how much play time he's actually going to get. I, I'd imagine, you know, being probably the best running back on that roster that, to, you know, he'll – He'll end up taking the lead role at some point. But, you know, they're going with the committee approach, which is great. And like I said, they got him for a bargain. And, you know, part of that is Fournette wanting to join a contender. And, you know, with this destination being so attractive, how can you blame him? And the other part is that he needs to reinstitute his value. You know, he was let go because... Tampa Bay couldn't even trade him for what I'm, you know, for what I'm aware of, for even a six-round pick. So he has to to reinstitute his value and 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 show that he can be a big-time back in this league still. And at 25, he could definitely still do that. So you know, we'll just have to see how things turn out. Uh, staying also with the NFL. Josh Gordon has recently re-signed with the Seattle Seahawks um, in a move that pretty much everybody saw coming, to be honest. Uh, Josh, I don't think he plays this year. You know, he's gotten a litany of uh, suspensions in the past, and he hasn't been, you know, there's been no word, you know, from what I'm aware of that he is going to be reinstated anytime soon. It's just a shame. Because Josh Gordon had all the talent in the world. He could have been one of the next great receivers in this league. But he has, you know, he's got substance abuse issues. And, you know, we all know how that goes. So it's just kind of sad to see, you know, wasted talent like that. You know, he's still young enough to have some you know, big seasons, but he spent the better part of half a decade wasting it. So we'll just have to see, you know, it, it remains to be seen if he's able to overcome that. And, you know, God bless. I really do hope that he is because he, he's another fun guy to watch. He's explosive. He's fast. He's got great hands. So, He's got everything you'd want in receiver physically, but mentally, where has this guy ever been at? So it's just a shame. You know, he he recently made the news for the sale of his uh his Super Bowl ring that he got with New England back in the uh, I believe it was the twenty eighteen season against the Rams, which he really I don't think he played at all in. So, you know, there's come to whatever conclusion you would like to on that you know was he trying to get money to pay out debts was it for drugs you know was it just because he didn't feel like a part of the team that's you know it's really whatever conclusion you'd like to come to but to see a guy make the headlines like that that's still in the league 
you know, because you don't really hear about that too often. You hear about it maybe, you know, once a guy's retired and it's come upon money issues, but you don't really hear something like that too often from a current player. So I don't know. You know, it remains to be seen how much time he's got left in this league after his latest suspension. So I'm I'm rooting for him because I really do want him to turn his life around in that regard. And I know that there's more to life than football, but most certainly God bestowed him with a lot of talent and he has wasted a lot of it. So, you know, we'll go ahead and move on before I get even more worked up about that, you know, with him being former Cleveland Brown. But moving over to the NBA side of things, Ja Morant has been chosen as the rookie of the year, which I'm pretty sure that everybody saw that coming by now. Uh, He had great averages during this season. 17.8 points, 3.9 rebounds, and 7.3 assists, which honestly, the stats don't tell the whole story for Ja because he, you know, his drafting has just re-energized and, you know, shot the uh, Memphis Grizzlies' chances at uh, contending sky high in the uh, incoming future. You know, he completes a core along with Jaron Jackson, Brandon Clark, Dylan Brooks, Justice Winslow, just to name a few. And, you know, the, the Grizzlies, they, they, you know, they still have Jonas Valanciunas, who they traded Marcus Saul for. Uh, so they, they have a, a ready-made playoff roster you know they they almost snuck in this season but they couldn't quite hold on to that eighth seed so you know and to 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 turn a team around during a rookie campaign is difficult and jaw almost did it so no telling what you can expect in year two so you know he definitely deserved to win that rookie of the year you know you did have some some great competitors for that award in regards to Kendrick Nunn of the Miami Heat, who kind of burst on the scene uh, this year, and the number one overall pick in Zion Williamson, you know, that who honestly could have won the, the rookie of the year, honestly, if he had come into the season healthy, because his averages were pretty crazy too you know he just didn't play enough games so he had some good competitors and there was always the off chance that voters chose to go with zion just off a name status but ja definitely deserved to win this one and you know you couldn't go wrong with his selection so congratulations ja you definitely deserved it Uh, our last topic of the day has to do with one that uh Everybody saw it coming. Cam Newton has been named the starting quarterback week one against the Miami Dolphins. Everybody saw this coming. Uh, this really wasn't any groundbreaking news. You know, that his main competitor was Jared Stidham. If you want to lump Brian Hoyer in there, you know, by all means, that's your your decision. But everybody knew Cam Newton was going to be named the week one starter. I mean, he's a three-time pro bowler and uh, – one-time MVP back in the 2015 season. So, honestly, I don't think Bill Belichick really had a choice in this one. If you know he wants to be taken seriously about how great of a coach he is without you know the assistance of Tom Brady at quarterback. So he's out to prove something this year. Of course, he's going to roll with the guy 
who uh, who gives him that best chance. So th- this is a a marriage between the two that will that should work out for both sides. Cam Newton gets to you know re- reinstitute his value to the league, and Bill Belichick gets to validate you know his status as the probably greatest head coach of all time. So. Again, this was one that everybody saw coming, and you'd be lying if you said that you didn't. Problem with the Patriots right now is not at the quarterback position, in my opinion. It's the weapons. They don't really have too many. You know, they just let go of Muhammad Sanu. You know, they do have, you know, recently drafted and kill Harry, who came in last season, who couldn't really stay healthy. Uh, but, you know, other than that, you have Julian Edelman. And, you know, Sonny Michelle, a couple other, you know, small-time guys, but nothing, nothing big-time. Uh, it remains to be seen how successful this, you know, this year is going to pan out for Cam and the Pats. But, you know, they if anybody can get this job done, it would be Bill Belichick. So, you know, I, I am picking them to win the division, but... We'll just have to see, I guess. But with that being said, I'll go ahead and bring this uh, this episode to a close. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, uh, comment, you know, whatever platform you're listening to. I do thank you very much for listening in uh, and you guys enjoy the rest of your day.